Welcome to CIR Realty Business Mastery, where we present on topics that will help you build a successful real estate business. While you're here, be sure to subscribe to not miss any new episodes, as well as leave us a five-star review. That'll help others discover us too. We hope you enjoy today's episode. So Kristen, welcome. Thank you. Now, now Kristen, just to, let's set this up a little bit here because you've obviously managed hundreds and hundreds of properties and, you know, you have um, some of the stuff I was reading through this talking about, you know, you carry multiple phones with you um, to, to, to pass it off. Yeah, there you go. There you, go. <laughs> and, um, uh, you know, and we, we, we want to talk about that as a strategy here as well, but um, overall take us a little bit to your, your, your role previous to CIR and then, and then coming over to CIR now and sort of what you manage and what you deal with. Yeah. So prior to CIR, I was a senior property manager at a property management firm here in Calgary. And uh, my role was kind of a jack of all trades, but the majority of the time I was managing um, well over 200 individual units. So if you include, uh, you know, if you have a couple that owns the unit and then you have, you know, maybe a couple that lives in the unit, you know, you're looking at potentially 800 people that you are dealing with, obviously, hopefully not every day, but it's managing those potentially 800 or more people throughout a 12 month period. So I very, very quickly had to learn how to navigate that amount of people on a day-to-day basis. And then on top of that, I was also doing the marketing for the company at the time because it was quite a small company. I was also doing, um, you know, training for new employees that were coming on. So there was a lot going on in my work environment. And I very could have easily sat at my desk for 12 13, 14 hours, answering phone calls, answering emails, um, drafting lease agreements, you know, covering people while they were on holidays. So I really learned in that time what I needed to do to prevent myself from basically having a meltdown every week, (laughs) which from what I hear is very, very common, especially with the market right now. And, and, and then obviously coming over to CIR, um, you know, we have over a hundred properties corporately. We have, um, like another 300 or 200 with our, um, we call them IPM independent property managers. And plus the staff that you, um, that you look after, uh, you're definitely one of the, uh, the busier people in the company. And, um, and I really, really appreciate what you do, but let's, let's talk about some of the strategies that you have used to, prevent burnout or uh, recover from burnout and uh, get back on track when, when burnout happens. So start us off with what do you consider burnout to be? For me, burnout is just absolute exhaustion on all levels, not just physically, but mentally, emotionally, you're shut down. You cannot give to others and you cannot even give to yourself. You're dragging your feet. You're, you know, dreading getting out of bed in the morning. You know, you're finding excuses to, you know, avoid appointments or avoid phone calls or, you know, avoid even family events because it's just everything you just find is so exhausting. To me, that's what burnout is. 
Yeah. And, and, and I've seen, I've seen a lot of realtors who um, I would say you start to resent the business a little bit. If your phone rings and you cringe and it's a, a, you get an email about a new lead asking for a CMA or something like that. And you cringe, you might be on the verge of burnout. Some people are like, Oh, I, 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 you know, I hate this business. It's like, I think you just need to reassess um, how you're operating within the business um, as part of that. So, uh, so everything you've said in, in um, are, are great signs of burnout. Any other signs that you would say people are, uh, I see in your list, you have easily irritated. Uh. <laughs> but I mean, you nailed it, right? As soon as, you know, your phone rings or a text message goes off, right? Even in your personal life, if you get a call from your mother-in-law or your father-in-law and you're just like, oh, I don't want to deal with this today, right? You're just easily irritated. You're not getting any sleep because you're constantly thinking about everything else in life that you've either, either you know, put to the side or, you know, left for later in the week. And then, you know, you're laying in bed at night and you're thinking about that and then you're kicking yourself, right? Like that's not good either. That negative self-talk is not good for it either, right? Like we need to live in a space of positivity because a positivity always breeds positive success, right? Perfect. Perfect. Okay. So let's, let's switch over to some tangible action items here. Take us through what you can do to prevent burnout. So there's there's a lot of things that you could do, right? Um, everything from, as Lindsay said, carrying two phones. That is that is a huge thing to separate your work life and your personal life. Everyone these days has a cell phone, and if your clients have access to you twenty four seven, and you are on your phone, whether you're doing social media, you're FaceTiming with your grandkids, you're doing all of that stuff, and you see a text message or you see an email come in, what are the chances that you're going to be able to say, no, I'm not going to look at that until tomorrow morning? Probably pretty slim, right? So you are constantly at everyone's access. So one thing that I've obviously done is I've separated that. So that's something that you can think about doing. Obviously, if you've been in the industry for 10, 20, 30 years, you're not going to then all of a sudden change your phone number to, you know, have to tell all of your hundreds of clients and leads and everything like that, that you have a new phone number. But if you're just starting off or if you're like, I need to change something, that is a great start and keeping maybe your phone as your work phone and then getting a new personal phone. So then you're choosing who has that phone number in your personal life. And that can also cut out a lot of noise as well. So that's one big thing. Another big thing is finding your purpose, finding your goal. What is your goal? What is your purpose? A lot of people lose what their purpose is. Why did you get into real estate in the first place? What, what about real estate brings you joy? Is it meeting people for coffee? Is it dealing with the buyers? Is it dealing with the sellers? Is it you know, making your beautiful business cards and your marketing realign with your purpose, take some time and meditate on that. Because if you can think about why you got into the industry and why you got into the business in the first place, that will realign yourself and give you that little bit of boost. Other things that you can do is just simple time management, right? Having to-do lists, using Google Calendar, using social media automations, right? Things like that. You can put time limits on your phones now. I, I don't know about Android, but on Apple, you can put time limits on different apps that you're using. So if you're spending, you know, a couple hours a day scrolling through Facebook, scrolling through Instagram, 
TikTok, even you can put a time limit and your phone will actually say you've hit your time limit for the day, you know, go do something. And maybe that's the kick in the pants that you need. Right. So there's things like that, that you can do that just keeps you moving forward and keeps you on track. Right. You can also do the ninja morning routine. I know not everyone has done ninja, but the ninja morning routine is fantastic. Thinking about your gratitudes, doing your letters that brings you purpose and realigns you with your goals every single morning. So those are a few things that you can do that can prevent or help you realign and get yourself organized so that you're not feeling that stress and that burnout. I love that. I love that. And just to add to some of those, you, I met a super, super busy realtor who had the same phone for 30 years. And finally, he's just like, I, I can't do this anymore. 20 years, whatever it was. And so he did exactly what you said. He took his, his current phone and said, this is now my work phone. Cause everybody already has the phone number and then got a personal phone and um, had all his personal contacts that he, you know, the, the close people, sister, family, kids, um, they're the ones that had that number so he could filter it out. And then what he did is when he went on vacation, he had somebody covered and he just left his phone with them. And that's the beauty of it is you can actually take this phone and leave it with them. And the most productive teams that we've seen that have done this, that have um, done well with it is they, they require their people to separate a phone so that when you leave, you can actually give it to somebody and you can check out. And that's what's nice because we've seen so many realtors that I said, who did you get to cover your business? Like, oh, I just did it from the beach. Hashtag working from the beach. It's like hashtag your recipe for burnout. Uh, you know, take some time off. You deserve a vacation. So um, I, I think people should try to do a better job of um, making it possible for themselves to check out. But what if I lose a client? It's like, well, what if you burn out? And now you can't be effective for any clients for the next six months while your body recovers and while you try to do that. So, you know, think about the long term. Don't worry so much about the short term. Well, um, you, you have to, right? You have to create that balance, having that phone and be able to say, you know, at seven o'clock at night, unless you're doing a deal or you're waiting for a phone call from a lawyer to be able to actually put that phone down and say, that's on do not disturb until seven, seven thirty in the morning. It's out of sight, out of mind. You can spend time with your kids. You can spend time with your family. You can spend time with yourself. You can do what you want to do. You can go to a yoga class. You can have a glass of wine with a girlfriend, right? You can do all of those things and not have your phone going off, going off. And then you're constantly distracted, right? Because those are the other things that we need to prioritize is we need to prioritize ourselves, even in our personal lives, right? We all got, you know, kids, family, other crazy people in our lives that, are asking from us. And if we're just giving, 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 there's no room left for us. So we have to prioritize ourselves, even if that means doing something small, right? Every time you close a deal or every time you do a possession, you say, okay, I'm going to go get a pedicure or I'm going to have a massage, right? Have that me time. Because if you if you flake out on yourself constantly, oh, I don't have time for that. Oh, I don't have time for that. Oh, I can't have that massage you're going to glaze over all of your success, big or small, right? Even if your success of the day is I got out of bed and put pants on, right? Oh. You need to be, you yeah. need to celebrate that because some days it's hard. 
Yeah, uh, absolutely. Especially if anybody has struggled in the past with uh, depression or things like that, like, uh, you know, exercise, you talk about not flaking yourself and, and it can be as going for a walk. Like when we say exercise, people think, oh, I get sweaty, go to the gym, but it could be anything getting out there and, and going for a walk is a big thing. I want, I want to share something that, you know, Kirsten and I are, are learning, and this is having this toddler around uh, where, you know, on the weekends, he requires your constant attention. We're lucky enough. We have an amazing day home that he goes to uh, during the week. And um, I think he loves his day home person more than he loves his parents sometimes. Um, so, which is awesome. It makes you feel good. Uh, but as far as, you know, when he comes home, you're, you're constantly on and you're engaged and he's so much fun right now, but we need breaks. And it's, it's, it's outstanding. And, or we need to make sure that we are, um, can be outstanding parents. Um, and we can't do that unless we take time for ourselves. So just yesterday, uh, Chris and I got a babysitter for two hours and we went to the Italian market and had a coffee together. And that was it. And it was like two hours. And we looked at each other and we're just like, wow, like this was an incredible recharge. Um, and it, it could just be that alone. Yes, you can go out for a night, but sometimes when you go out with friends and things like that, I mean, you're, you're recovering the next day, right? Like you're, you're I mean, we would say you need to, three days. Yeah, you need to take a vacation from the vacation or you go and have a party. You're like, it's just time for some me time. And, you know, me and the me and my friends are going on having a beer or a glass of wine or, or three glasses of wine or six glasses of wine, whatever it turns into. And now you feel like a bag of crap the next day. And, you're like, you know what? Sometimes you just need these little mini things. And so us just going for coffee, we, we, it's something we're going to do. We've done it twice now. And we just are going to continue to do it because these little two hour micro breaks are just something that just recharge our batteries. Um, cause it's, it's 24 seven for us. I mean, we, we work together, we live together. Um, we do everything together and it's very difficult. We've tried to not separate work anymore and just do that and make sure that we can um, recharge as well. Any other thoughts about, preventing burnout or, um, trying to get back, uh, uh, you know, some work-life balance, any other final things to add? I guess the main thing is I hear from a lot of realtors is that we always feel like we're our client's therapists, right? They feel like that they can call us and talk to us about anything and everything. And yes, that's fantastic. You want to create a good relationship with them, But if you can set a boundary when you're creating a new relationship with a client straight from the jump and say, you know, here's my phone number. I am working Monday through Saturday, seven to seven, whatever it is, create a boundary right from the jump and say, Hey, I am always available for emergencies if you need me. But I also have a life. People forget that we are also humans. A lot of people think that we're just these, you know, robots and we do as we're told and this and that. And they forget that we have life outside of real estate, right? We have families, we have friends, we need that me time. So if you can create that boundary right from the beginning of the relationship, it kind of sets the precedence that they can't call you at 10 o'clock at night after they got a fight in their husband, a fight with their husband or their wife, because the price needs to be dropped. Right. Like that's not your responsibility, unfortunately. Right. Like the conversation doesn't need to go to you. The solution needs to go to you. Right. So it's setting that boundary from the very beginning that like, Hey, you can get a hold of me from this time to this time. And of course for emergencies, but I, I can't take that burden from you. And that's a, big thing as well is, you know, we carry those burdens for other people. And that is also not our job. 
right? So we got to remember that it's just water off a duck's back and we're, we are not therapists. We are not, you know, educated to be therapists and we can't provide that service for them as much as we want to. And as much as, you know, our clients want us to do that, we're not equipped to do that. Yeah. That's a huge thing is setting that expectation right from the jump. You know, I, I didn't think about it till you, till you said it. And we have a realtor who is, uh, um, he's a firefighter as well. And he, or used to be a firefighter actually. And he came up to me and he said, you know, I used to tell my guys, it's not our emergency. And you, you almost think, whoa, whoa, hold on a second here. Like you're the one that's supposed to go out and put the fires out and it's supposed to help people that are in accidents and things like that. He's like, but the problem is that when guys start rushing and when people start taking on that emotional baggage of other stuff, you start making mistakes, you start burning out, you start having symptoms of PTSD, all those types of things. And he's like, if we can remember, this isn't our emergency. We're going to get dressed as fast as we can, but safely, we're going to do the thing safely and make sure that um, everything that we're trying to uh, get to this emergency in one piece, it's almost like that put on your own uh, mask before helping that of the person next to you. And the unlikely event of a, you know, <laughs> decab impressionization on the plane, but you want to put your own mask on. And, and that is so true. These clients, it's, it's important. You're compartmentalizing. Uh, it's not your emergency. It's not your big problem here. It's their problem. They've probably painted themselves into this corner a little bit because they didn't deal with their affairs in time. They didn't have their financing in place um, like they should have at the beginning. And it's important that you tweak. Maybe you didn't educate them so you can adjust that for the next time around. I know it's tough to not take it on, but you need to um, you know, move swiftly and with haste to solve these problems, but don't take it on personally. That's such great advice. Thank you for that, Kristen. Yeah. I mean, in property management, you, you can't take anything personally. And I think that very much reflects in real estate as well. I get it every day. There's something that's gone wrong that I have no control over. And you, you really have to separate what is personal and what is professional. That is the only way you can do it. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Kristen, thank you so much for sharing all of your uh, thoughts and experience with us and the research that you have done. And, and I love that you've put so much of this into practice. Uh, so I appreciate it greatly. And if anybody has uh, any clients looking for property management services, uh, give Kristen a call. She's uh, Kristen Wood. It's kwood at cirrealty.ca. Um, you can reach her at the South office and we can uh, transfer your call across. Uh, no problem at all. But uh, Kristen's excellent. And, uh, we make sure that your relationship is preserved. So if the client sells, it goes right back to you or takes, it makes a transaction goes right back to you. We don't deal with that. Um, we want to make sure that your clients have a great experience. So, um, so that's that. And, and Tom, I just want to, I'm kind of watching the chat here on the side. I, and, and Tom Sherry nailed it. He says, I, I think realtors spouses should also see this. Um, and, and it, it's true. It's true. Being a realtor in a relationship is, is a very difficult thing or a property manager in a relationship is a difficult thing because you're getting phone calls at odd times. You know, people have offers, hundreds of thousands of dollars at stake, um, running joke of, it's always nice to go for coffee with a realtor because if you check your phone, no one's upset. Um, but some other people are like, oh my gosh, like, what are you doing on your phone? So, so it's, it's really, really good. And, um, you know, you have to have a, a special spouse uh, who understands the business of real estate overall, uh, and then they'll help with your work-life balance and be at least understanding. But you also, as much as we want our spouses to uh, be understanding of us, we should be understanding of them as well and try to put in some of these practices 
to make sure that we maintain a great relationship. So Kristen, thank you so much again. Thank you, Lindsay. Have an awesome day. All right. Bye guys. That's all we have for you today. And thank you so much for giving us your time and tuning in. Don't forget to like CIR Realty Business Mastery on Facebook and to follow us on Instagram. Take care, everyone.